What's good, bro? What's good? Dude, this is our third episode together. It is, and as soon as you asked me what's good, I thought about how there literally is nothing good right now. <laughs> okay, let's dive straight into it. <laughs> you ever think about that? When people say, yo, what's good? And you're just like, you're just like, yeah, what's up? But you're not actually answering the question. Yeah, I think What about- is good? So let me ask you. Do you want me to tell you what's yeah, good? Yeah, what's good? Uh, I mean, honestly, there's a good amount of good stuff, but... Judging from what you've told me earlier, you don't you you feel the the opposite. Don't, so don't think about me, bro. This is a question for you, and then we'll, we'll transition. Back. Well, my twenty five fans know that <laughs> uh, I had a good week this week. It was really busy. Um, I probably worked the hardest I've worked in like years uh, this week, and barely slept. Um, but what they don't know is that today was an even better day than this week. Uh, I did all my chores. I cleaned my room, cleaned the bathroom, I cooked. I worked out for two hours, I showered, I bought like $200 worth of groceries and stuff that I've been needing. I haven't had deodorant in a week. I've been going to the hospital without deodorant, bro. And I've literally been so busy, I couldn't even walk to the grocery store to get deodorant. <laughs> and every time I remember, it's usually in the morning at 5 when no one's up. So I would, I couldn't like be like, yo, who got deodorant? So I would just like head to the hospital without deodorant. Did you smell? No, because I would like shower, but by the end of the day, like I, you can see I have like fucking sweat. Like, mm. yeah. Um... But I like did all that stuff and um, I feel good. So, did you update them about your jujitsu accomplishment? They do know. Yeah, they oh, know. Nice. Yeah, I'm a first stripe. I'm I'm a first stripe white belt now. I'm not. That's I'm awesome. not no just you know any white belt. I have a, I have a stripe, which is nothing. It's huge. Yeah, it's 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 a good milestone. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really mean too much. Um, all right, was good with you, man. What is good? Um, let's try and think about a few good things. Um, hmm. Yesterday was my best friend's birthday, so mm-hmm. I was able to organize that. Um, usually it's like no one ever knows who's going to organize the birthday party until like a group chat pops up. But I was that group chat popper upper this time. <laughs> and it worked out, so that was nice. Uh, he had a great time. Um, it does sound uh, I, I so I didn't go uh, because I like got off really late and uh, uh, it did it does sound from what I could tell from being in the group chat that people had a good time so yeah good, good job good. yeah and I saw some of the videos they yeah nice. yeah I've been calling my parents every day I'm on a week streak now that hasn't been something that I've done in the past but um, I've noticed that we've gotten a lot closer and I didn't realize how important that was to me until it happened um, so that's been nice and I've been keeping that up. Because now I know like what's going on in their lives. More mm-hmm. so. I'm like they all live together. I've like, we're a family of seven, and I'm the seventh who's out and about doing my own thing up in the northeast. Um, so they always know what's going on in their lives, but like I never know. Um, so it's nice to be feeling like I'm part of the family again. Um, other than that, nothing really, nothing new to talk about in terms of the good. In terms of the good, yeah. yeah. But that's that's I would say those couple of things, right? Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. I want to ask you. Do you want? Do you want to talk about what's what hasn't been going well? Or? It'll it'll pop up. It'll pop up. Probably. All right, we won't. We All won't. I do is complain. So as you probably can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Um, let's see. Should we dive into medicine or should we talk about something else? I say we dive into medicine. I think we're at the part of the PCE now because me and you haven't done medicine or surgery yet. Yeah. And those are the most time-consuming and mentally exhausting rotations of any medical student's life 
Um, people always say third year is always the hardest for us. That's our second year. And that's attributed to not like your radiology or psychiatry or neurology rotation, but it's these two very all-encompassing, life-consuming rotations with medicine and surgery. And he doesn't even, he hadn't put deodorant on for a week. I don't, when is the last time in your life that that's ever happened to you? It's never happened. It's never happened. <laughs> Can you imagine like not wearing deodorant for a week, but not even realizing it until the end of the week? Yeah. Like that's just a testament to how hard these rotations are. I'm working six days a week for the next month or two. Um, so that's, this is the first time in my life that I'll ever have one day weekends, um, completely not paid for. I don't get paid as a medical student. No medical student gets paid and we're working pretty long hours and it's hard because we're not actually contributing to patient care. Uh, people say, yeah, you are, you know, you're writing notes and you're helping the team think through things. But at the end of the day, you know, the team will operate just fine without you. Um, which is, it's, it lingers at the back of my mind when I'm like wasting my time, I feel like, but at the end of the day, we are learning and there's no other way to learn medicine than to just put the time in it. So it's just trying to balance that has been very hard. Um, and it's only been one week. So <laughs> I don't know if you have anything to say about surgery. This guy's been loving surgery. I, I can tell you're exhausted when you get home, but I can also tell that you, you feel like you're finally like finding a passion. Like, is that, am I understanding that right? Is that true? I think for the first time in a very long time, I've cared about something. And I was I was really worried before I started surgery that what if I actually don't end up liking it? Um, because then I'm like left with nothing. Because I mean, I've done all my rotations and I've liked some of them, but none of them have, have like really like grabbed my attention and my focus enough. And I was like starting to wonder, like, is that a problem with me? Like, am I being, you know, an unmotivated person and, and lazy person? And I'm just not going to, like, do anything useful with my life. But I think a part of it was just that I wasn't really interested too much in the other things. And I'm pretty interested in surgery, it seems like. Um, but, yeah, it's one week out of th three months of rotations, medicine and surgery. And this is just one week. And I have to say, this past week was actually pretty long. Even though I really liked it, it was long. Yeah. And that was just because it was really hard. Um, I don't know if you've week felt long at all. Yeah, no, I definitely did. And I started on Tuesday. Jeez. Well, me too. Me too. I started on Tuesday. So we're starting fresh. I'm starting fresh on Sunday. So yeah. I'm adding two extra days to my already long week last week. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. One thing I've been thinking about, dude, is that like now we're kind of so like we're really immersed in medical school where all we do is medicine. Like I, I know I don't know about you, but for me, like in the previous rotations, I had time to do other things with my life. But now I'm like actually just doing medicine, and that makes me think about people who are doing like nine to five jobs and they're just doing their jobs when they get home all they have time is for their family and like sleep and then they wake up and repeat the same thing when we're in these times where we're just doing one thing like how much of life are you missing missing out on like how much passion are you missing out on things that like we might find that we'll enjoy that we'll never be able to explore because we're stuck in this path like that scares me more than anything and i think that for the next like at least six months i'm going to be in this state and it's terrifying. Yeah. I question, I question a lot. Like, are, are we supposed to be this immersed or is there a way to like find outlets with our time to like not only just take a break, but also to continue exploring other avenues in life? Does that make any sense or am I just like word spitting right now? I'll say my thoughts, but I want to make a quick note. We're already off the medicine and surgery subject <laughs> into like a deeper, deeper philosophical thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I genuinely think, I, I like this. This is why I've, I've struggled all of med school because I like knew that medicine, doing medical school was hard, 
but I didn't want to do something just because it was hard and it was going to make me money and I wanted to do it because I seriously loved it. And I thought that I was going to really like medicine, but I haven't liked anything until surgery. Um, so I guess to answer your question, I don't think you're crazy. I think what you're feeling is very normal. And I, mo- but, but most people don't really think about that. They like, I think the average person, maybe in America or the world, I don't know. Um, goes to their job because they feel like they have to do it to make money to support their family and themselves um, which is not false right like we do have to do this to some extent um, but I think knowing that as someone who's 23 24 um, we still have a lot of life ahead of us and we're blessed enough I think to be in a position to kind of choose how we spend that time that would what we call work um whether that's in medicine or not i think we we to like you have to, i think we have to reverse engineer like mm-hmm. let's let's imagine we're both 80 and we're dying right now and we look back in our life if we don't do something during that time where we call work that we actually enjoy we're gonna be so sad when we're dying because we're gonna feel like we wasted eight hours a day five days a week at least at a minimum right all right um for i don't know how many years doing something we don't enjoy just to make money so i think it's really imperative for us to actually find something we really enjoy and like pulls all of our focus and attention for however long we work um for us to not regret it down the road um should the thing that you enjoy be something that does that though be should it be something that pulls all your energy and attention and takes you away from your family and friends and loved ones for so long well it doesn't have to but whatever you do for work has has to do that but it doesn't have to be for you know as long as we're doing med- like that's yeah. just medicine the life but, of a medical student is not the life of an attending but no but even a life in attending i would say is is more hour intensive than like you know a nine to five desk job yeah absolutely. 40 hours a week if you work as a doctor you're attending doctor, you graduate, even as the, just like a regular internal medicine doc, you're probably going to work in more than 40 hours a week. Yeah. Or you're going to be thinking about your job more than 40 hours a week. It's true. Um, I, I think that's a medicine thing. So a, We've signed up for this path. We did. And I, I, I think, I think if, hmm, I think we have to, I, to some extent, like kind of just hold judgment until we're done with rotations. Yeah. Because you haven't tried surgery, and I think, I think you might like surgery. You thought you, you thought you liked it at some point in time, right. right? Did you like being in an OR on ob I did, yeah. You might like it. And, 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 and you'll see. Maybe you'll, you'll like it so much, be like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do this and sacrifice some of the time I, w- I might spend with family. Or you might say, actually, no. I don't want to do that. And i want to do something else but also like there are some surgeries where you you'll you'll be able to work for hours a week if you want to like the old subspecialties in surgery like plastics you can do four hours a week urology if you want to um i think we just got to keep putting it in perspective like the the amount of sacrifice is not a constant thing and it it won't be that way forever Mm -hmm. um but now we're kind of just in the fire so to speak so it's hard to step out of the fire and see what it's like when it's not mm-hmm. like it is right now. But um, do you I, get do you get enjoyment from learning medicine? Like I just love it. learning? Yeah, yeah. 
I do. And so I, what's the hardest part? It's just like the time? The time. The, like the, being yeah. sleep deprived and yeah. we're social animals. Like that not being able to, to use our instinct and, and being able to talk to other humans in a non-work environment. Also, and, and this might not be something that I should be saying on camera, but like the work environment in the hospitals is so depressing. Everyone's very pessimistic and all people do is complain about the system. And like that's very demoral- demoralizing. Um, cause I love medicine and I love the field and I love taking care of patients, but it just makes it hard, um, to stay optimistic when the environment is so negative and it's not all the time, but it, you know, just takes like one or two times per week for that to just kind of bring you down. I'm so really just trying to fight through that until, until the end, um, is kind of been something that I've been working on this week is like, what, wh- how, what outlets am I going to try to find? Because, you know, there's no such thing as not having enough time. You know, there's we can go into a whole different tangent about that. Um, so that's not something I'm going to use as an excuse to just suffer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to find ways to to maintain some sense of life. And for me, that's been going to the gym pretty much every day. I haven't, I haven't like, skimped on that yet. Um, like calling my family. That's why I started doing that, because medicine has been so hard, and I've been making it, like, an effort to, mm-hmm. again, try to get some semblance of life. Um but that's pretty much all I've had time for is those two things. I don't know. What what other, I guess, recommendations do you have? How have you been doing it? Well, I'm like, I'm the one to ask about <laughs> for recommendations, obviously. Uh, I don't know. This week, this week was, was really rough. Um, I still went to jujitsu, but I'm like questioning if I should do that next week or not. That's how hard it was. Um, hard in the sense that like you, you barely had time to do other things or were you well, tired? I, ba- I barely slept. Mm. I slept like five hours a night. Why? And I was, I didn't have time. Well, what time did you sleep? Late. Why are you sleeping so late? I literally didn't have time. I would get home and I would do work and I would go to jujitsu. Also, I've been studying a little bit more than I should, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing like a hundred new cards a day. <laughs> Jeez. And also watching like a couple of videos and then doing the reviews and then preparing for my cases and my patients the next day, which is like a lot of fucking time. Um, but I'm almost done with the surgery deck, so I think I'll I'll calm down a little bit after. You have three months. I have three months, but I feel so behind because I never learned. I do. I I did I tell you that I need. Oh, you weren't you weren't there, dude. Yesterday, oh, I'm not gonna say this, but I'm gonna say what I learned. Mm-hmm. I don't know any anatomy, man. Like zero. I mean, it's common. A lot of people. No, don't no, no, surgery. no, zero. Like zero anatomy, man. It was literally. What's the greater trochanter? Like somewhere here. Yeah, no. you know anatomy. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, but like, like, come on. But when you're doing like dissect, like, okay, I actually I haven't been getting pimped per se. But what I what I have been feeling is like, man, I actually like I'm looking at this incision and like, I don't really know what's in there. <laughs> like and I know where we are. Like I know there is a joint in there, but like I don't really remember what the what the what the joint stuff was. <laughs> and and that that's partly because my memory like really sucks if I don't like keep repeating things. But at the same time, like I, we never really learned it, learned it, and I didn't. I know I didn't put in any effort. To so you're just it. front loading right now by doing hundreds of cards a day so that you can get through that. I, I like need. I feel like I need to do that. Bringing that back full circle, you're sacrificing sleep. Yes. So that you can do that. So I'm gonna calm down. I think a little bit on the studying, so I can sleep a little bit more because I definitely can't sustain that. Um, but I kind of really want to. I really want to learn it because I really want to be able to actually like do more surgery. And the only way I can do that is if I can, like, impress the surgeons by what I know so that they can, like, let me do stuff. But I can't 
speak up right now just because I'm scared they're gonna ask me, well, what like what is this or how would you do this? I'm like, well, I don't I don't know where the humor is. I think I, I think they they're less impressed by your fund of knowledge, but more by like your excite like how excited you are about the field of surgery. And then I guess if you show if you show them that you know how to do surgery, like if you take time instead of doing hundreds of cards learning like minutia and ligaments, like learn how to suture, right? How to do all the knots and like how to knot tie. Mm-hmm. You can learn the anatomy while you're doing the procedures with them. I feel like they're they'll be more impressed by like your one handed knot than like your your ability to point out ligaments. You know? Yeah. Maybe they've intimidated me. I think. They probably. The surgeons I mean, have intimidated plastic me. Plastic surgery, I think. Yeah. They've I intimidated me. Man. They're very like. They're not cold, but they're like they're just so focused on what they're doing. Very direct. So I feel like I'm intruding all the time. So I, I just mean, like don't say too much. That's the nice thing about being at a school where we have like four hospital affiliates. Like you're yeah. usually the only person there. So like they always say med students are not a burden, but we kind of do get in the way a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, but being the only guy there, I feel like that's less so. That makes it less so. Yeah. You know? So they're probably just unbothered. Yeah. So and it's also my first week, so maybe I'll get more used to. Yeah, first week's always the most stressful. Yeah. I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm like forgetting that I'm like expecting to like to be like right remember when you started Neuro and you were waking up at 5am to do your world or something was yeah. it Neuro uh, well, all of them dude yeah you always start off really hard and then yeah. so once you get the rhythm I guess all the rotations end up being the same yeah there's three, we have three months yeah, who knows maybe you'll end up liking medicine like after you're done with this first I like medicine first hard block like, I like it I like take, I like I like believe it or not I like rounding and I like talking about patients I just hate the like amount of time that I'm losing in terms of sleep and then family and loved ones. And I don't yeah. think that's like a fault of the field. I think that's a just like a natural progression of a medical student trying mm-hmm. to manage like work and school and life. Yeah. Um, but like every rotation, like we find our groove and it works out. Yeah. Interesting. So th- what are your thoughts for now on the specialty wise, what you might end up doing? I loved my pediatrics rotation. I, I love kids when I was in, so on the way back from Mexico, um, I was at the airport. He was at Mexico for spring break. Yeah, I was yeah. at the airport in Cancun. And I just noticed a kid walking like by herself. She was like a two-year-old little toddler just walking. And then she like started running and screaming. And like we were walking for like, I would say like a solid two minutes. And she was completely alone. And so I kind of realized that, okay, this girl's alone in like an airport that has historically had some criminal activity as it relates to... <laughs> Um, child theft is that the right term I don't know um, child abduction yeah and so I, I just picked her up and she started screaming and like hitting my chest you just picked her up yeah right I realized she was alone and then I calmed her down and then I started walking towards security and security was like don't worry we'll take it from here and they reached for her to take her and she would not let go of me and I was like alright I guess I have to do pediatrics like that, that was I lo- I've always loved kids growing up even as a kid like I just loved when moms had babies because I would just get to like hold them and stuff um, and so I, when I was in peds, like I found that I was able to connect with them in a similar way. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm a child at heart. I don't know. Um, so that's something that I've liked a lot. And so I've been looking into so otherwise, I'm not sure. Peds medicine or peds, peds medicine, right? Yeah. Probably a subspecialty in peds. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I, you never said that before, like yeah, before now, I think. We're saying it a lot more now. Yeah. That's dope. We're comfortable with the idea since that airport incident be a good personal statement <laughs> I don't know um, what about you surgery still plastics uh, I think I don't know I think s- I do love I do like being an OR I feel like every time we scrub in I feel like it's like the, like you know like there's a checklist for pilots before they fly a plane yeah 
or like there uh, when you like in the army like there's like navy seal training and like you have like these procedures that like you have to follow mm-hmm. the surgery is just like that and I, I love it i love that like strictness of it um but then as soon as you start doing a surgery it's like so creative like it's so strict it's like you have to be so strict and responsible to allow you to do something that is literally like not meant to be done it's a like we're not meant to open someone's body and like mess with it on the inside mm-hmm. and you get to be pretty creative like no matter what kind of surgery you do like you're like you know from from the incision to to closing everything you do is like there's like there's textbooks and there's things like this is how you should do it but a lot of times like yesterday we did a procedure that the doctor has never heard of and he's never done and we did it and it was time limited because she had a tourniquet on mm-hmm. and you're not really supposed to keep a tourniquet on as, as what the doctor told me he doesn't like to keep, keep him on more than two hours we kept he, and he the time was up he he literally had like 30 more minutes and he, he pushed it back twice uh, he kept the tourniquet on more with, and like he was like you could tell he was nervous the resident was nervous everyone was like whoa like like is he gonna be done in time like what's the, what's gonna happen to her arm um, so like, there's no textbook that's gonna teach you what to do and I think that's really dope like being able to have I that much terrifying. that much responsibility I know it's terrifying that much responsibility mm-hmm. on you and then you make the decisions um, like no wonder surgeons have like a bad rep for being like cold like man like they go through some stuff in, in the OR man you know it's like not easy it's hard yeah um, so I don't know I, I like I'm really I'm really drawn to all of that um, and also their notes are so short man it's lovely you like write you know how much we hate those short notes as people post op day two <laughs> doing well <laughs> plan discharge tomorrow take fully out <laughs> you, just, you just write notes for billing purposes at that point right well yeah and like and like things that they that insurance requires and it's things for us to know i don't think we're like trying to write notes that other people can like read and like learn anything from i see it's just for us to like keep track of the patients um well i'm saying us like surgery people you're a surgeon <laughs> how's your family they're good. They're good they just moved to a new place i don't know if i told you they bought, you told me I didn't know they actually moved though. They yeah, I was helping them move when I was uh, when I was back home, but they fully moved uh, this weekend. Um, it's the first home in America. That's, that's wild. We have a home in America and home in Syria now. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy for them. Why is that significant to you? That's their first home in America. Because they're gonna have more, obviously. More space. Oh, oh, wait, wait. So you mean like by saying first or just a home? They the idea home. of that being like an impactful thing for you. Well, like, uh, I mean, coming to America, we had to like downsize, right? Uh, we've lived in an apartment that's decently small. I've shared, we, sh- we had one bathroom and all four of us like would wake up at the same time mm-hmm. and had to like take turns. Um, me and my sister sh- have shared a room since I was like, since she was born. Um, and this is like the first room I ever had for myself ever in my life this place well the other place but then this um but like we still share a room at, over there um the kitchen is really small uh there's like one living room um and they store stuff in their bedroom because there's no space to store anything so if you go in their bedroom you see like paper towels and, and toilet paper right by their bed mm-hmm. um so i don't know i just like i i really I feel like they sacrificed a lot to come here. Yeah. And, and I mean, even if they didn't have any kids, I feel like it still might have moved, but less, very, le- like, very less likely to move um, if they didn't have me and my sister. But they moved, like, a big reason why they moved is because of us. So, not that I feel guilty. I probably do subconsciously. <laughs> but 
I just feel like they deserve the best. Like, like a lot of people feel like that about their parents and their loved ones. Um, so I'm really happy for them, you know. Now your sister has her own room. No, we still share a room. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the face is all, like, bigger. It's, yeah. That's good. Yeah. How does that make you feel in terms of your future? Like, does it make you want to work harder and, like, have, like, something bigger and better for your family? Or does it make you feel thankful that you're, you know, probably not going to be in that position ever? Does it make you feel bad? That it makes me want to work harder. It's still somewhat, like, when I, when they when they were moving and... um. I love watching like when I, especially when I go home because I like watching with my parents. I love watching real estate videos mm-hmm. of these like, fin- like crazy homes that like I may never like buy. Like they're like 10, 20, 30, 100 million dollar homes on like LA, France, you know, like middle America, like all over the place. And I, I when I went home, I like started watching one and my dad like was getting annoyed. It's the first time I was like, "Why do you keep watching these videos?" And then I realized something. Because the home he could afford was like so small mm-hmm. in America, and here I am watching all these crazy videos about these all these other homes. So a part of me was like, and "It's probably gonna have to watch this." Sorry, um, made me feel like them buying the home like is a really big step. But at the same time, like I here I am dreaming of these like these big things, and like my dad is sitting next to me, and like he can't do that. Um, but it makes me want to work hard, so I can I can do it for them. Yeah. See, that's the opposite. That's the flip side that I wanted you to get to. Like, it's you don't have to feel bad for dreaming. Oh, oh, I'm gonna work so hard. Trust me. Exactly. Cause my parents are like the only reason I want to work hard. Like, otherwise, I would just chill. Dude. And that's the core. That was the core of my question. <laughs> yeah. Wondering if that was a common uh, immigrant story. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent It's like the stereotypical. We all t- end up here so that we can provide for textbook immigrant. Yeah. 100. <laughs> percent I can't. I can't wait to like give speeches and be like, yeah, my parents. <laughs> yeah. Makes you wonder how our kids are gonna turn out. Spoiled as fuck. <laughs> right? Are they gonna? What? What kind of careers will like they end up? Because like my sister's in law school. Mm-hmm. Younger sister wants to go into law. Younger brother wants to go into like that sphere. Mm-hmm. And I'm in medicine. And I, I guarantee you that if like we grew up in like a very wealthy environment and home, mm-hmm. none of us would have gone into these paths. Mm-hmm. Not to say that we'd end up being lazy and spoiled, but I feel like we'd be less stressed about where our careers kind of fall on the salary earning spectrum and security spectrum and whether or not that's like something that we'll be able to like provide for our families mm-hmm. I'm curious like how what our kids are going to end up doing well so you know Maslow's hierarchy right Maslow's yeah the hierarchy okay so like safety and food like all that and mm-hmm. then self self actualization so my parents never got to self actualize maybe a little bit I feel like, like most people don't most people don't we have an like opportunity 99% of people don't okay we, would you say we have an opportunity to start doing that yeah, but because I, of our at this, I think at this rate we're not we're not on that path. What? I don't think we're going to. Dude, you're 24, and you, and and we're able to talk about this. We're able to talk about it, but is that on your is that on your head? Like when you're doing when you wake up and you do honky cards. Like, 100. percent Is it because dude? You that's why I didn't do any work the first year of med school because I'm like I have to figure out what's act what my soul is meant to do on this planet. But are you are you on are you actively doing things to get to that point? Is my question. I think I'm slowly realizing that I am, which is why this week was so good. Mm. Because it may not be surgery, but I think I'm meant to do... I'm meant to go on the path of doing surgery, I think. I don't know if I'll, like, be the, the surgeon that, like, I'm imagining right now. But I think I'm meant to go down this path. Maybe I'm making this up. I don't know. No, listen, you're not. It sounds like you're talking with... Your eyes are lit. Like, you're excited mm-hmm. about it. For me, I... That's why, I'm like, every day is so hard for me is because I feel like I'm doing things that'll get me where I want to be. But I'm also not doing things that'll get me to where I'll be self-actualized and I think we should spell what spell out what that means to each other mm-hmm. for me self-actualized means that like you 
have reached a point in your life where you have like internal satisfaction irrespective of like your monetary gains or like social status it's 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 entirely because you're satisfied with life and you've achieved what you believe you were meant to achieve and for some people that's just like you know living on some island and drinking coconut water and like rubbing their bodies in aloe vera you know what i mean like that's it Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like I don't know a what that is, and then as a result, b how to get there. Like my passion is like taking care of patients and medicine, but I don't know if my passion is going to get me to self actualization. My passion might just get me to earning money and providing for a family. Mm-hmm. Have you you've, have you meditated recently? No, not have, a long have you time. journaled recently? No. I think you need to spend time doing that. I think my solution to anything is just spend time alone, dude. I think you need to spend time alone. To, to be able to listen because like you're not going to be able to listen to yourself if you're always with people or doing work or doing yeah I have I don't remember the last time I've actually spent time alone to introspect and think about stuff yeah the only times yeah. that that does happen is before bed and when I wake up mm-hmm. and that's why like most people you get the most anxious mm-hmm. when you're going to sleep or when you're waking up because that's the one or th- those are the two times in the day where we're completely alone and have time to listen to our scary scary horrible horrendous outrageous thoughts especially at night because you're tired yeah. and your your brain is not going to bullshit when, when you're tired you, it's going to tell you straight up what's going on you should meditate before you go to bed tonight so maybe I should yeah continue to call my family and work out but in addition the third thing that probably help is mm-hmm. to just spend time alone I think and to go off of that I think that what self-actualization means to me is to be fulfilled and peaceful and fulfilled the, the way to be fulfilled is to like to feel useful in the world and to feel like you can love and sacrifice and just do what you're meant to do feel like you're meant to do it and peace just means to me is like me like you can you can be at peace with like everything but if you're not at peace with yourself you're not at peace i think yeah and i think you have to figure out what you need to do to be at peace with yourself and i think that's different for everyone and I, th- I think I'm on the way to get there. But I, I asked I asked about Maslow's hierarchy earlier because I think our parents may not have gone there. I think we're closer. I think our job is to get our kids to the level where they can actually achieve self-actualization if we don't get it. And if we do, then our job is to just literally breed them into self-actualization. You know how you do it? How? So I think in life, the path to an ideal life and reaching self-actualization starts with making enough money to buy yourself enough time because once you have time you don't need money and once you have time you have you can you can think about the things that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to if you're working from nine to five and you're getting home having to buy groceries and and fill your dog's bowl with food and then go to sleep and rinse and repeat as soon as we're in autopilot i guess what i'm trying to say whether it's in work or in life and we don't have time to just live and do our own thing by ourselves that's when we like miss out on self-actualization. We just mm-hmm. get caught in like the rat race that life is, the life has become for the typical person mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the developed world. Um, so I don't know. I feel like for my kids, I'm going to do whatever I can to let them live a life of their own with, without the pressure of, of money. Um, and it's really dumb when I think about this because I think about like the young influencers in Los Angeles who are making millions from TikTok. Yeah. Like they spend a lot of time like not worrying about having to go to school or having to do like menial things to achieve like jobs. 
Mm-hmm. They can just live their life happily and, and do whatever their brain wants them to do because they just have so much time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I want for my kids is to give them the luxury of time that like we didn't have and that our parents didn't have and then get self-actualized that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I, I, I don't disagree. Very roundabout so. way of saying time is money. <laughs> time is the most important thing. And think about it this way. How do you make someone know that they, that you care about them? The one thing you can give them that that will will actually like matter the most is time. That's that's why it's hard right now. It's because we don't have any of that. Yeah, but you're a smart guy. You can figure out time. You, you can find a time. Dude, Einstein couldn't figure that shit out. <laughs> I'd say figure it out. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So I think that's that's a nice takeaway for this podcast. Initially started off with us talking about how I feel like we're kind of in the hardest part of medical school because we're like sleeping and waking up and going to work and sleeping and waking up and going to work mm-hmm. really sleeping doing all of that um and now the solution to what we found is to take time for ourselves and continue to introspect and make sure we're on the path that we want to be on to reach mm-hmm. that point of self-actualization yeah and just one last note quickly and i think a part of the self-actualization for me and like fe- feeling fulfilled is like i have to do something really really hard to be to be fulfilled and the reason for that is not because I like want to block out the noise. I've like figured something out by myself. I'm like low key like I don't want to like curse about. I'm a scared little fill in the blank on the inside. I like don't I'm not confident in myself whatsoever in my abilities ever, mm-hmm. which is why I've relied so much on like people's feedback. Um. So I need to do something that I feel like maybe I can't do, to know that I can actually do it. Um, to feel like I have felt like I'm fulfilled um, and I feel like part of that is doing something like surgery so so you want to do something that's like almost insurmountable because once you are able to surmount it you'll, you'll overcome that inner fear that you have for yes. yourself I have to prove to myself that I can do it so that's it but wonderful podcast bro as always of course man alright homies thanks for listening thanks for listening 